Praise God. Thank you, Pastor Samson. Somebody take those hands and clap them to the Lord tonight. Come on. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house. Come on to the house of the Lord. Could you put your heart in your hands? That's it. God, on a Wednesday night, we want to testify of your mercy, your grace. We've entered into your gates with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor with the Pentecostal grin. Tell him you're looking much better than I am tonight. Come on, could you do that? Hallelujah. Amen. Brother, I find if you compliment somebody, you just feel better about it. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise looks good on you. Praise is not homely. Praise is comely. Come on. Amen. David was a man of praise. How many have the spirit of David in the house tonight? Hallelujah. Great to be right back at the lighthouse, Neosho, Missouri. Brother and sister Samson, what a delight it is to be in the house of the Lord with you. Can somebody, amen, spell excited? J-E-S-U-S. Hallelujah. Jesus is in the house. Praise the Lord. Brother Zach Samson, other, other Samsons, amen. The church, uh, we're just so glad to be here. God bless you. You may be seated. I appreciate my wife, sister Nala. Amen. From pillar to post, uh, we're going and God's blessing. And uh, Amen. We just came from Mountain View, Arkansas over the weekend. Uh, Brother Daniel Stevens, their good church, revival church. Uh, we weren't to preach last night, but they pulled us in because we were just kind of sticking around. Uh, amen. And uh, I, I didn't know they had a Tuesday night service, so he said stay. And so it was. But, but, but what a blowout. There was a, a young lady. She could have been 16, 18 years old, a kind of a gluten kind of situation, but one of her, uh, just one of her feet was kind of purplish, couldn't walk on it, pain. She had aluminum crutches. It's been some time. Uh, brother, people were just running, spinning, loving the Lord. Uh, and in the midst of all of that, uh, amen, she, as it were, just left the position of prayer and began walking freely, no pain. God took it. The pastor took the aluminum crutches, crutches and smashed them on the ground. Pieces were flying everywhere. Come on, somebody, aren't you glad? Woo! that we're walking and talking in Jesus nothing less than God's anointed best right here, right now hallelujah expecting in the Lord tonight God bless you again you may be seen help us sing this song that we may have sang it brother uh, the last time I think it was June that we were here uh, my how time flies six months ago uh, but help us sing this song that says into the room she softly entered humbly she came but none could scarcely see the precious box within her hand. And again, brothers, we go to different museums across the world and concerning the Middle East. Amen. We often think maybe the box was that big, something along those lines. But just a little vessel, a little vessel, still expensive, still as if it were rare. And she took it, regardless of the opinion of men in the periphery, she came to the feet of Jesus, came to Jesus and broke the box and the perfume filled the room. Going to do it again. Could you hold your hand out if you could do that? There's nothing there, is there? But if you put your heart there, there's everything. <laughs> priceless. Somebody say priceless. I challenge you to put your heart in your hands and help us sing this song. Bring your best to him.
wonder if I could challenge you to close your eyes. Listen to the words of the song today. Hallelujah. Yeah. Into the room she softly entered. Unbelief she came. But none could scarcely see the precious parts within her hand. And then she knelt before him. giving she found joy complete so bring your best to him nothing less for him bringing all you have and holding nothing in your hands one of precious oil of wealth is like the gift of just yourself Today, blessed beyond compare with all of life's abundant goodness, it's not so hard to share. But when it comes to giving all of our time and self, we fail to see the ones in need and those who need us. somebody break it in praise tonight here is the best of me and the rest of me tonight thank you Jesus could you stand your feet and wave your hands to the air like a wave off in the praise come on somebody that said Jesus on a Wednesday night amen my covenant is everything my covenant is intentional my covenant is right now hallelujah hallelujah thank you Jesus 
nothing less my best. Look at your neighbor say, nothing less than my best in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Please remain standing if you will. My, we've heard some great singing tonight, musicianship. Amen. Thank you, Sister Zach Samson, for singing like you did. Uh, amen. Just pouring your heart out. Uh, others that, uh, amen, have done the same. My, what a wonderful place to come and worship the Lord. If this is your first time, welcome to the wonderful world of the Pentecostals. Hallelujah. You're at the right place and at the right time. Oh, hallelujah. You're welcome here. Praise the Lord. Right at Lighthouse. Amen. Amen. Turn with us to the word of the Lord tonight. I want to take you all the way to the book of Hebrews. Amen. The book of Hebrews. And I know, brother, there is, amen, this um, specialness that it's just not one service or maybe two, but and there's more to come. And I, I just want to hone in to the will of God. I want somebody to leave not just inwardly out, but outwardly in, and not just melted, amen, but molded in him, amen, something uh, of transformation that takes over every spirit, everybody's soul, mind in this house tonight. You can buy a cheap telescope from Walmart and you can look into the night sky as the stars dot the canvas You'll say, Maya, I've honed in on a real bright star, Pastor Samson. It's beautiful. But if you go and take an expensive telescope, something with a lot more power, you come to find out that what you're looking at, something singularly, can be a duality. Two stars, so close together, it looks like one with the naked eye. But you can only tell it by looking at a lens that will assist you. It's called the resolving power of optics. It resolves the situation because there's more power to take a look at what's happening. And I pray that by the time, amen, we're done here tonight, somebody's gonna allow the resolving power of the Holy Ghost to help us see something we've never seen before. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody say yes. Oh, hallelujah. Book of Hebrews chapter number 11. Amen. And I want to start with verse number 8. And it says, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place where he should after receive an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing whether he went. So by faith he sojourned in the land of promise in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Yitzhak and Yochov, Isaac and Jacob and the heirs with them of the same promise. For we look for a city with hath foundations whose builder and maker is God through faith and also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of the child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even one, and I love the way the KJV puts it, amen, and him as good as dead. <laughs> and him is just as good as dead. Amen. So many as the stars, the sky, the multitude, and the sand which is by the sea, shore innumerable. Somebody say stars and sands and sands and stars. Hallelujah. Promises. Great, exceeding, precious promises. And the man Abraham, 
If I could in your hearing tonight for the next few moments of your time and again, brother, I don't see a clock on the back wall and I think that's by pastoral design. Amen. So help us tonight if I could simply, amen, wrestling, wrestling with all of the sons of Abraham. Wrestling. Could you say it with me? Wrestling with all the sons of Abraham. Could you go to the Lord in prayer with me right now? Somebody, Father, thank you, Lord for the trajectory that this church is on because somebody has prayed, because somebody is giving and living and fasting. Somebody of God has pushed aside the flesh and amen, has put it under subjection so that we can hear and see and feel. Amen, vibrantly in a more intimate way, God. Thank you. Amen, we dance in advance for the blessings that are on the way. Amen, and we thank you again. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Could you place that Bible gently on the pew next to you? Clap your hands under the Lord, somebody. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, oh. Somebody go, oh. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Look at your neighbor. Tell him I'm not sitting down on the preacher. Could you do it? Amen. If you said it, you may be seated. If not, stand up and try it again. Hallelujah. Could you clap right where you are because you're a Pentecostal? Thank you, Jesus. Looking into the word of the Lord, amen. And I could, brother, for a long time tonight, we could, could begin to read as a work commentarily, amen, concerning the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews. It's so jam-packed, brother, with things that would increase your faith tonight. In the midst of it all, you see in this 11th chapter of, of faith, this 11th chapter of heroes, amen, in the book of Hebrews, you find in verse 4, by faith, Abel, 5, and by Enoch, amen, in verse number 7, by faith, Noah. It goes on to say, amen, verse 20, Isaac, and then Jacob, and then Yosef, and then Moshe, in verse 23, you find, amen, as it goes to the super six in verse 32 with Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and David and Samuel, the prophets. Amen, who, brother, through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, amen, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, and out of weakness were made strong. Brother, time would fail us, amen, talking about the great cloud of witnesses, not just as they were, but as they are even tonight. There's still a testimony, brother, to those that want an increase of faith, to turn up the heat, amen, of the Holy Ghost on the inside. These are mighty encouragements. But sandwiched in between that is a man named Abraham. And Abraham, in all that we have heard, brother, in the past, that we're hearing maybe even tonight and what we're yet gonna hear. It seems, brother, that this man is exclusive, amen, to stepping out in faith. If you're gonna talk about somebody of the faithful, it's Father Abraham, the father of faith. It's all wrapped up in one, it's in inclusive. When you speak of Abraham, you, you speak of faith. And, and, and so if I could, brother, it wasn't always that way. Abraham lived 
amen, in a time and in an era that previous of being the man of faith that he is, he lived as a boy, a sinner's life. He is a, with a small g, a God-worshipping, idol-worshipping individual from the land of the Ur of Chaldees. Ur simply means city, so from the city of the Chaldees, you'd find this man. <clears throat> Amen. Brother, as a matter of fact, it was according to the Talmudic commentary, that's commentary on the Torah and the five books of Moses. Amen. Here, brother, it talks about Abraham <clears throat> having a father, Terah, and the scripture is explicit about that. And that they take the ark of what we would call the fertile crescent and come along the Euphrates River, amen, with the rivering people in the green land on both sides to the land called Canaan, a land of promise. <clears throat> but before all of that, amen, before his departure, the Talmud says that Terah, his father, had a God shop, amen. He was an entrepreneur. Brother, he had all kinds of gods in his shop and on his shelf. He had small gods, big gods, little gods, fat gods that ate a lot. Brother, hallelujah. Uh, uh, gods with faces, gods with no faces, gods that didn't look like gods, like a hunk of junk of clay on a shelf somewhere. Amen. But according to what I understand in the story, in the God shop, on the entrepreneur, on the main street of the Ur of Chaldees. Amen. Tara said, son, I'm going on a journey. And when he did, he said, I'm putting this shop into your hands for the moment. He said, no problem, dad. I've got this. You raised me. I understand the duties of the counter, the shelf, and from the, from, from the back door to the front door. <clears throat> so daddy left and Abraham was left alone. Amen. Abram, brother, just conspired within his spirit, as it were, against his daddy's shop. And he took a big stick and began to smash all of the gods there, according to the story. Had anybody ever heard about that before? Hallelujah. Smashed every god. Brother, there were limbs flying. There were body parts, amen, sailing. There was, amen, all kind, I'm talking fat belly Buddha sitting on a shelf somewhere couldn't handle the thrust of Abraham's blows. Amen, everything gone wrong song for the, amen, entrepreneurship of Terah. Some was to take care of this. Then, brother, after every god was smashed and trashed, he took the stick and put it into the biggest God in the center without crushing him. He put his big Tennessee Walker kind of stick in the hands, amen, of the big God. And then Terah came back, amen, and looked around with silver dollar eyes and St. Louis arched eyebrows. So the, what the world's going on here, hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Abraham began to tell him that, amen, the God in the middle <clears throat> took the stick and crushed every idol that's in the shop. They're all just dust at the time. An eyeball there, a nose there, and woo, <laughs> who knows of the toes? Everything's gone amok. What in the world's happening here? And he said, son, amen, he can't do that. He can't see. He can't talk. He can't reach, he can't touch, 
And Abram said, case in point, daddy. Amen, they got eyes that cannot see and feet that cannot walk to you and a heart that cannot beat alongside of yours. Amen. They said, brother, in the commentary, it was from that day forward, the fire that burned in Abraham's chest caused him to leave the city. And with the conviction that he had, daddy packed his bags and followed him to the promised land. Hello, somebody. I believe it's idle burning night. I believe somebody needs to put it on a trash heap. Somebody just ought to say, I have the spirit of Abraham tonight. Come on, could you shout hallelujah? Here it is, brother. I, I, I don't want to belabor tonight. I know this is the first night, brother. This is going to set the precedent. Amen. I'm going to become part of a rock pile if I don't hurry on the first night. <laughs> But I want to say, brother, amen, that you find here in Genesis 12, it's Hebrews 11 that's based on the precedence of Genesis 12. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house into a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curseth thee. And in these shall all the families, Mishpatah, all the families, the Irats of all the earth, or it's going to be Baruch, they're going to be blessed. It's still happening today. The blessings that we have, the grafting in of the seamless 66 and the whole tree theology. Woo, something powerful, amen, because of the promise that Abraham has. How many are the children of Abraham in this house? How many got a promise? Come on, the world didn't give it to you and the world can't take it away. There is no devil in hell that can walk on the Jesus in you. You're the children of the light and not of the night. Come on, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. There's still healing in the house. There's still deliverance in the house. Jesus is in this place. Somebody shout, I got a promise. So what are you trying to say, brother? I'm tonight. I'm going to follow, if you could, if you could follow me. I'm going to go through some bullet points. Is this okay? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. And before I dive into this, I want you to see this. These men were just regular men. Oftentimes, sister, we think that their shoulder blades were stubs for angels' wings. We think that they've been to the college of harps and halos. Amen. And they got stained glass voices and some cathedral mentality. Amen. More degrees than a thermometer. Amen. When it comes to spiritual things, but, the, but they were everyday people with the cares of life. They had to deal with the rust and the dust and the must. Amen. Of everything that was around them, even with the disciples, brother. Amen. We often think, my, they were holy men. No, they were stinking fishermen. Stinking tax collector. You had one of them that became a devil. Come on, somebody. They had their problems. They, had, they still had to shave, bathe, and examine. They still had to eat and treat one another in such a manner to be the, the man that cooks the meal that night. They almost started fussing and cussing. Amen. Jesus even had nicknames for them. Here's Big Jim and Little Jim. <laughs> Big J, Little J. Woo! Amen. I don't know, brothers. Maybe they had a burping contest around the fire. Who could be the loudest? 
Brother Peter with hair on his elbow. He's, he's macho man. He's the geeter with the heater. He's the boss with the sauce. Woo! No, I, I'm, I'm just explaining. Look at your neighbor say, he's just explaining something. Stick with him. Amen. What are you saying, preacher? Oh, I feel Holy Ghost in that. Brother, we might have to tag him. You might have to preach here a little bit. Amen. But I, I, I'm just trying to say, these are regular men struggling between the real and the ideal. Amen. Wrestling with it every day. Amen. In the last week, how many struggled with something? In the last month, how many, amen, had a little bit of a roller coaster ride emotionally, wondering what we're going to do with this situation? Aren't you glad you got a Savior? Aren't you glad that Jesus is on your side? Aren't you glad, amen, that all things still work together for the good to them that love God? Woo! Brother, the cares of life. Do not leave the righteous forsaken to receive begging for bread. We've got promises that are alive right now but they struggled between the real and the ideal. The ideal is the perfection of the promise. The ideal is the stars and the sands and the sands and the stars. And we're on a journey looking for the same city who had foundation, whose builder and maker is God. Look at your neighbor Sam on Uncle Abe's journey right now. That's where I'm at. I'm on the same journey, Brother Samson. And so with that, brother, I, I want to bring, I want to spill some scripture. Somebody say bullet point. Somebody say, I'm sticking with you, preacher. Look at your neighbor and say, help them out. Don't lose them right now. Amen. Brother, the first, if I could say, as you will find in Genesis 13 and 8, and Abram said unto Lot, let there be no strife, I pray thee, between thee, me and thee, and between thine herdsmen and thy herdsmen and mine, for we are brethren, is not the whole land before thee. Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take to the left, then I'll go to the right. If I go to the right, I'll go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan that was well watered before Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed. Plush, lush. So lifts up his eyes and says, that's where I want to be. You take your position, Uncle Abraham. This is what I want. Brother, from what I understand Hebraically, if you take the word says, for we are brethren, look this up. You can literally say, as if it were more intimate, we are brothers, brothers. It's Abram that caused 318 later on to go find Lot and to pull him out of the clutches of hell. Hallelujah. (laughs) Brother, it was... It was Lot that went with Abraham all the way to Egypt, traveled with them, brother. They know their lunch schedule. They understood, amen, the same sound of the alarm clock in the morning as it were, amen. They knew the lambs and the rams and the lands before them, amen. This wasn't just an uncle. This was as if it were my father. So brother, commentary will tell you and others will tell you, Amen, that if you look at it, all the rights and duties of a natural born son can be transferred to an unnatural born son through adoption. He would become the heir. <laughs> Some are saying, and I say tonight the same, brother. Is it possible within these verses before they split up? We are like brothers. 
that Abraham was considering adopting Lot to be his son. One of the bullet points, brother, today is we got to wrestle with the idea of Lot in our life that lifts up his eyes and looks and says, behold, that's where I want to be. Simply saying this, amen, Pastor Samson. Amen, number one tonight is you got a man that trusts sight over sound. Brother, predominantly the people of God or Shema. He didn't say see, O Israel. He said hear, O Israel. The Lord our God is one God. Brother, amen, how shall the sheep understand who the shepherd is? They will hear the voice of their shepherd. Hallelujah. Brother, it's not sight over sound. Somebody's got to get the concept. You've got to wrestle with a lot tonight. Say, not on my watch. You're not going to become part of my faith lineage. You can't have any lot in my life. Hallelujah. Why? Because I'm hearing it more than I'm seeing it. Sight has got to be subservient. Oh, to the sounds from heaven. Brother, here is the earthquake. Here is the thunder. Amen. Here is, brother, the fire that's burning. But Elijah, he said, it was only through the still, small voice of God. Pentecostals, right here in December of 23. Somebody's got to make a notion and become emotional in your life to say, I can't settle for a substitute son in the lineage of faith. I cannot walk out of here seeing things and obeying the whims, amen, of what I see. Somebody's got to hear faith preaching again and again. Preach it to me, preacher. How shall they hear except you preach it? Come on, somebody's got to hear the voice of God come on it's not what you see we walk by faith and not by sight amen somebody's got to wrestle you got to wrestle you got to wrestle somebody say wrestle oh brother I don't know if your name's Lot oh come on brother help me out wrestle with me a little bit oh yeah come on come on you got an order track at home oh yeah oh my he's pouring it on Come on, somebody with me right now. You're going to wrestle with Lot. You have no Lot in my life. Not in my walk of faith. You can't settle for a substitute son that sees things overhearing them. But I got to, I got to hear the Holy Ghost. And brother, I still feel we're living in the decade of destiny. And in Matthew 24 is the precedent to the tribulation yet to come. And a lot of that very chapter, Jesus says repetitively, be not deceived, be not deceived, be not deceived. There seems to be, brother, as it were, amen, you could put the parallel of one light against another light and both lights look true, but one of them's gonna be an antichrist. Come on, come on. So you can't trust what you see, brother. You gotta know the voice of your master that says, in these last days, have a substitute son it's going to be born amen from the bowels of faith you can't have a lot and live it that way somebody say yes Yes. can I can I say something real quick but it's okay it's okay with him so no matter what you think but you're going to see this I remember when we were in Egypt 
Amen. And, and my, it was just unique in the sense on the other side of the sea, other side of the Red Sea. I wanted to be there. Moses stuff, Joseph stuff, things. I was seeing, touching, tasting, as it were, stuff that they did. It was like, wow, this is awesome. Even Jesus was in Cairo or in the vicinity as a little boy. They fled to Egypt and then away from Herod. Jesus, in a sense, knows what it feels like to get out of Egypt. <laughs> well, praise God. Amen. Oh, yeah. Somebody say, oh, yeah. But, but there it is. Brother. I remember the pyramids and floating down the Nile. And, 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 and they worshiped the sun called Ra. That's what they did in the old Pharaoh uh, mentality and their theology. It rose, of course, in the east and sets in the west. That's normal. That's natural. But they worshiped that. In so much, brother, that, amen, when they did their temples, the temples were on the eastern side of the Nile, and the Nile was life. The Nile was everything. And so, brother, when in the passing of their life and their leadership, the pharaohs then were born and then died, and when they died, they were buried on the west side of the Nile. The valley or the tombs of the kings or the pharaohs are on the west side, not on the east side. Because they followed the system of the sun. The theology, it's interesting, brother. I mean, and, and, and on this side were these large, large temples. Karnak. Anybody ever heard some of these? I mean, hieroglyphics everywhere, brother. I think it was the size of this pew or bigger was one of the, the width of the pillar. All the way up to the top. With brother, strewn with all kinds of hieroglyphics. I didn't know what in the world they were saying. It looked kind of cool, but I don't know what they were saying. And, and thank the Lord for our tour guide, who, whose, whose name is Jacob. <laughs> I love that. Jacob in Egypt. Oh, I felt victory all the way. And he could read it. He could, as a matter of fact, he went to university for four years in Egypt to know how to read hieroglyphics. He could read it explicitly, just fluently. And guess what, saints? This, is, this tops it all. Jacob is a one God apostolic brother in Jesus' name. Amen. He knows the missionaries there that we touch base with and helped. And it was just awesome. <laughs> Good old brother Jake. Woo! And he was reading stuff. He said, Brother Nala, he said, Brother Nala. There was only about eight or ten people on the tour, so we got special attention in that sense. It was so cool. And, and, and he said, this, this is Cleopatra over here. I thought, oh, wow. I did. I don't know, I've, I've seen a bird's head, a raven, a basket, and a, some kind of snaky thing or whatever. <laughs> Good old Cleo right there. <laughs> and, and you know what I really like is the, the Manepta Stele. Anybody ever heard of that? It's in the Cairo Museum. And near the bottom, he could read it, Israel was right there on Egyptian stone. Wow. I almost had a conniption fit right there. <laughs> I don't know if they allowed dancing in the museum, but it was like, oh yeah, Israel right there. This kind of stuff. But then they led me within the temple, amen, to a place, brother, to where there was another room. And in this room, brother, amen, in this room, there was a hole. It wasn't much there with hieroglyphics everywhere. It was kind of dark and dingy. I thought, what's going on here? What are they leading? It was almost like the Egyptian holiest of holies, or at least of the holy place. And there was a hole in the ceiling. And he said, stand right here and put your hands up. Okay, I'm going to obey the missionary. He knows what, he's been here before. So I did him. A ray of light came through the ceiling and went right into my hands. 
according to e Egyptian ideology. I mean, it was almost as, as you're holding Ra in the cusp of your hands. In other words, you had the sun god in your hands. And I seen it, and I felt eerie. I felt, <laughs> I'm out of here. I don't believe in Ouija boards. I don't believe in this. I don't believe, <laughs> come on, somebody. Amen. And so, I, but, but he was making a statement. And so, brother, I got to, yes, you could see it. I can see their God rising in the morning. I can see their God setting, amen, in, in the evening sun. And I can see their God as if it were holding my hands out somewhere. Amen. I may not see my God, but he just doesn't rise, amen, in the east and set in the west. He's a 24 7, 365, and the sun doesn't just sit in my hands, the sun burns in my heart. I gotta hear him. I've got sound over sight. Come on, somebody. I got sound over sight. Woo! Brother, can I go to the next one? I gotta hasten. Can I go to the next one? Somebody say bullet point. Somebody say I'm with you, preacher. Woo! Amen. Genesis, following the same line, Genesis chapter number 15. And you find here, amen, in verse number two, just a couple chapters later, Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me? Years are passing. I'm growing older. Isaac is not here. Amen. See, and I go childless. And the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said, Behold, to thou hast given no seed. Lo, one born in mine house. Eliezer was born in my tent. Why can't he be my son? Amen. Behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but that shall come forth out of thine own body shall be thine heir. Then, brother, amen, Eliezer is a man. You've got to understand who he is. He's not just a regular laborer. Brother, he is the official accountant of Abraham's stock and family. Amen, Eliezer, brother, is the one, amen, that is the Texas Instruments. He's the Casio calculator. He's the algebraic trigonometrical. <laughs> He's the man with the plan. He's the tech of the day. Amen. He's the iPhone galore. He knows, brother, how to compute. And he's Abram simply said, this man who was born in my house, why couldn't all of the rights and duties of a natural son be placed upon him through the legal cultural adoptions of that day? And he become my son. But God said no. So if Lot... Amen, is sight over sound. Then Eliezer in the lineage of faith would be servant over son. In other words, every day, brother, he would live because he didn't come from the man. Amen, he would have lived with a servant mentality in totality. Don't get me wrong, brother. We need to wash the feet. We, I thank God. We need to be humble. Amen. I, 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 I want you to know, amen. I, I'm, a, I'm a slave. I'm a servant of Jesus Christ. But you can't walk around with that mentality all of the time because there's a duality. You're not just a servant of God. You're sons and daughters of Zion. Yes. 
You gotta get up, amen, off, amen, of the pew as a world and walk into a world to say, hey, amen, yes, I'm a servant of the Most High, amen, but I'm a privileged person because his royal blood flows through my veins. I'm a joint heir with Jesus. Brother, you can't settle for a substitute son that always has a servant mentality. Amen. When they're a son and a daughter of the Most High. Oh, somebody shout yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. Shout yes yes yes. yes, yes, yes. I've got to walk out of here with my head high. I've got to know that I know that I know. In this day and age, amen, who I am and whose I am. Amen. I can't play God games and pretend this is a little bless me club. And yeah, I'm a servant of the Lord and I'll dress right and I'll submit and I'll do the right things. And amen. I won't drink certain things and I won't eat certain things and I won't touch certain things. Hello, that's good. Thank God for that. Amen. But somebody's got to rise up and say, it's not what I have to. Hallelujah. It's what I get to do. Being a child of God, your sons and daughters of the Bakata of after the order of Melchizedek. Oh, somebody say yes. Hallelujah. It's got to be. Yes, the servant is there, but it's got to be son over servant. It's got to be son over servant. I can't remain having the legacy of a man in the lineage of faith that's just never being who he needs to be and acknowledging that I'm from the great lineage of the Most High. We live below our privilege when we don't acknowledge, hallelujah, who I am. These signs shall follow them that believe in Hashem, my name. They're gonna cast out devils. They'll speak in new tongues. They'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Come on, it wasn't just for yesterday. That same promise is for today. Somebody's got to say, I thank you. There are times, Lord Jesus, when Peter has got to say, not just my head then, but my head and my hands, not just my feet. Wash me, I'm a servant. I'll wash. But there comes a time when God's got to use Peter to say, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, you're a servant, but you got to acknowledge I'm a son. Yeah. I'm a daughter of Calvary. Woo, somebody, somebody go, woo. woo. Where are you at, preacher? Can I say this? Look at your neighbor and say, amen, I don't want the sin of the second son. Where are you at, preacher? Where are you at? Who's the sin of the second son? I'm going to remember the prodigal son. I'm trying to hasten saints. Amen, watch this. Prodigal son. He left, would have fain ate the husk and stood there in the pig pen with mud up to his knees simply saying, I could be a servant at my father's house. And when he came back, it's one of the only times in the scripture where a daddy, a father runs to his son and they embrace and he says, bring me, bring me, bring me a coat. You know what that is? That garment, brother, that explains that that's an identifier. You belong to the family. I'm giving you the family name by, amen, encompassing you with it. Bring me a signet ring. You know what that was? That wasn't just for pretties. That was the stamp of attorney. You can do it in my name, son. These signs shall follow them in my name. 
a, just a servant, you're a son. Servants didn't wear sandals. Sons did. He said, get them some sandals. Look up the historicity. Get him some sandals. I'm reinstituting him as my son. Sometimes, sometimes, brother, you just you got to wrestle. Not just with Lot, but you're going to take Eliezer and say, Eliezer, come on, brother, praise God. <laughs> Go ahead. Come on, push a little bit. Oh, yeah. Woo! Woo! Amen. Where you at, preacher? You got to wrestle with Eliezer. I can't settle for a substitute, son. Then came the elder son, second son. His father slayed the fatted calf, confetti's flying, and they're eating double chocolate, three-tier high cake. What's up with that? He said, son, you had it all the time. All you had to do was ask, is the sin of the second son greater than the sin of the first son? Because having everything at your disposal but never living up to your privilege to ask what God's got for us right now. Don't settle for an Eliezer that says, I just gotta be your servant. When the father says, bring him a ring, bring him some sandals, he's my son. Sometimes, brother, in my walk with God, and I'm no Holy Joe from Kokomo, but I know after about 46 years of serving Jesus, there are times where I've got to look in the mirror and say, know who you are. Come on. Amen. I know I'm flesh and blood and bones, and I know I may fail sometimes, but I get a grip, amen, that I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. I'm a son. I've got a father that can. Woo! Somebody look at your neighbor and say, my daddy's a great God. Oh yeah, my father is the king and holds all in his hands. Can I go on just real quickly? Third one, I want you to know, in between, you can, this is your homework, you can study this out. In between each of these possible substitute sons, God pulls Abraham, says no. Stars and sands and sands and stars. Look it up. He reinitiates the promise. Stars and sands and sands and stars. Laughter is coming. Laughter is coming. Don't settle for cheap substitutes. It'll never make it in the lineage of faith. The third one, brother, if I could. The third, I've got to hasten. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God is this. Amen. If I could look it up in Genesis 17 and 15. It says here, God said to Abraham, as for Sarah thy wife, I shall call her name Sarah. But Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her and give her a son. Yea, I'll bless her. And a mother of nations, king of people, shall be of, of her. And Abraham fell on his face and laughed. Later, Sarah laughs too. <laughs> How old are you, Uncle Abe? I'm a hundred. How old is Sarah? You don't ask women their age. But she's 90 and holding. And the young ones are coming through, yeah? Anybody ever study eighth grade biology, dad? And he struggled between the real 
and the ideal. In this first night of revival, some of us are struggling. We want to portray the halo. We want to portray, amen, I ain't got no, thank God if you don't have any problems, tell me how you do it. But we're all on a journey. But I've learned long ago I can't settle for cheap substitutes. Then he says this, bullet three, amen. I want you to know, verse 18, and Abram said unto God, oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. Exclamation mark. He's from my bowels, but he says, no, Sarah's the lady. That's the complete package I've promised both of you, and I've changed her name. It's through you, Abram, but it's through Sarah as well. But what about Ishmael? About all the rights and the duties of the unnatural born. The natural born can be placed on them, but if we have a covenantal stance of adoption, it's going to be, no, no. If Lot, if Lot is sight over sound, and Eliezer is servant over son, then Ishmael, carnal Ishmael, is flesh over faith. Somebody's got to Somebody's got to leave here simply having the victory in the sense of your wrestling. Flesh cannot prevail. Even Paul mentions in the epistles, you've got the bond woman and her son, and, and, and you've got the free woman and her son. And then his enmity, the flesh is enmity with the spirit. You could never have an Ishmael in the house. Amen. He's, he's just kind of a, a, a nuisance to the ranch of righteousness. He didn't quite mesh, amen, with the faith that's happening there. Amen. And they have to kick him out of the ranch of righteousness. So, brother, come on, Lot. Come on, Lot. Come on, come on. Come on, oh yeah, come on. Wrestle with me, brother. Come on. You can wrestle with Lot. And you can, come on, brother. Oh yeah, come on. You can wrestle with Eliezer. But there's gonna be an Ishmael too. Come on, oh, my, my. Come on, brother, come on. Oh yeah, bam. Oh yeah. Woo, woo, come on, somebody. You gotta tell Ishmael, hey. Amen. It's faith that rules and not the flesh. It's got to be faith over flesh. I've got to put under subjection the flesh, amen, that tries to, you can never, amen, put a square in front of a whole kind of thing in the game of life. It'll never work. Flesh will never work in the construction of faith. Anybody with the preacher, lift your hands and say, Jesus, help us. Jesus, help us. Help us. Help us. I'm about done. Don't, don't lose me now. Please, please don't lose me. That's why the pastor said, let's pray. That's why, amen, we got to push the plates away. That's why sometimes you just got to counsel with the word of the Lord in marriages so that they stay right where God wants it to be and youth groups so that they remain right where they need to be in the power and trajectory of an arrow from the bow. Because you got to keep faith over flesh. Can I say this quickly? Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, he's almost done. Stick with him. Please. Amen. If you look at it, it's David with the sling thing. How many remember? Man, I love that. Oh, yeah, I love how. You see, see, sometimes it's the stone and the sling 
It's the stone and the slang. The stone is in the creek. It's there for millennia. And God, that's God's part. He'll roll it. He'll, he'll, he'll take the rough edges off of it. He'll make it just the right size for the plan. David's got the sling. Read an article in the Biblical Archaeology Review, brother, that simply said it wasn't just some silly piece of leather. And they just, oh, this is nice. No, they would kill things that came to take the sheep. A sinew from this wolf, from this stinking little yapping coyote. I'm going to take a little fuzz from his paw. Hey, man, I'm going to hook this on. I'm going to put this over here. I'm going to take some gut and stretch it over here. And pretty soon, brother, they had a, a, a hodgepodge collage of the battles that Shepherd won. And he takes his part, his timing, his gut feeling, his sensitivity. Something's amok. You take that and a stone that God's carved out and every giant has got to fall. Oh, I love that. Help me, brothers. Give me a little juice. Yes! Giants come down! He stood in front of Saul. I'm done, I'm done. He stood in front of Saul. Can't try, I don't, armor don't fit. I take my sling and stone well. I know where those came from. He says, what's your credentials? He blows off the Credential box and does a little combo. <laughs> Opens it up. Here it is. I killed my lion and I killed my bear in my daddy's flock. So I know I got the credentials to kill giants. The devil is a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So David killed his devils. And the bear, brother, is the, the meat-eating, growling, vicious, carnal entity that wants to rip in at a moment's notice. It's the flesh. It says, I've killed that too. That's why I know giants can fall. And the world and the cosmos has no power over me. Samson killed his lion. Even took sweetness and honey illegally from it. But the Bible never says that Samson killed his bear. And the flesh tackled him and caused him to be blinded like a stinking ox going around some kind of mill with his eyes plucked out. You got to kill your bear. In the midst of flesh has got to get under subjection. You can't have an Ishmael in your life and say, it'll be okay. I don't know, but I pray that I'm not preaching, amen, the wrong way tonight. Or I hope I'm not disabling you in some way. I want to enable you to see that you can't have any substitute son in your life. It's got to be, it's got to be Isaac. 
And the scripture says that Isaac was born. And it's through his seed. Laughter. Abraham chased after laughter. How many ready to run after laughter? How many ready to say Lot's not going to do it? How many ready to say hallelujah? Eliezer's not going to do it. How many ready to say the flesh, Ishmael, is not going to do it? Chase after laughter. Don't stop running. Don't stop on the journey. Keep on trucking for truth. Say, God, I'm not letting nothing stand in my way. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. You got to wrestle. You got to wrestle with them. You got to wrestle with the sons of Abraham. Please remain standing. Where are you at, preacher? And he brought him to the hill. Father, here's the wood and here's the fire. I don't believe, brother, he was just a 12-year-old boy. I have a good feeling that Isaac was probably maybe even 30 years old, 20-some, 30 years old. Amen. Mount Moriah. Amen. Same mountain of Calvary to be. You can talk about a type and a shadow where God's sacrificing the son, allowing himself. God's not into child sacrifice, not like the periphery of the heathen nations. So when the blade's coming down, he holds it at bay and it cannot thrust through the chest of his son, not on God's watch. But Abraham had to wrestle with the promise itself. He wrestled with the last son, all the sons. And some of you have come tonight and there's a devil that has invaded your sphere of laughter and joy. And some of you are struggling. Saying, God, hey man, what is it that I'm struggling with? What are these thoughts? What are these feelings? What are these emotions? And, and you pray. And they'll go at bay for a while. And then they try to attack again. Hey man, I'm here to tell you, saints, you're struggling between the real and the ideal. And you can't give up and let a substitutional son be part of your faith lineage. Brother and Sister Samson, you've been on this for such a long time. You can't give up now. I'm an ex-Catholic altar boy that wanted to become a priest. I smelt the incense. I told the, 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 the priest my sins. I, I'm from a family that drank and stank and smoked and toked. And I was heading the same direction. 46 years ago, I had to make up my mind as a little 11-year-old kid to say, not on my what? And I wrestled with these demons and through the power of the Holy Ghost. And even while I'm serving the Lord, brother, I've wrestled with joy itself. Don't take Isaac from me. I've had him 30 years. Don't take him. God spares him. And a ram came from the thicket. Did you know that that Abraham left the Ur of Chaldees during a drought, according to history. Their God, and I say this with carefulness, just like Yehovah Yaira, Jehovah Jireh is our provider, to the Ur of the Chaldee, God, small g, believers, they believe, brother, that he marked to a God that had hooves, and it was a ram, 
would supply their needs. In so much, brother, that they found etched on a stone like a bas relief, amen, of a ram reaching high with its hooves on the tree for the leaves that remain because the drought's here. You can't just feast from the bottom. He's reaching for the people. They, they etch this on stone or God will supply. He'll do it through the... And Abraham left during that mess. Could it be that God said, Abraham, take the ram, take the gods of your childhood and kill that instead because laughter will never fail you in the spirit of justice and joy and living in the land of the living. God will have you struggle sometimes with even Isaac so that you kill for sure the motives and desires of the past that have no rule and reign in your life. I remember the stinking songs. Brother drove the Chevy to the levee and the levee with dry and good old boys drinking whiskey and rye. Step out the back, Jack, make a new plan, Stan. Fifty ways to leave your lover. My, that'll go over at a good marriage seminar, wouldn't it? I remember this junk, the world that I lived in. And God said, no. I'm going to reach deep and laughter will live on. But you got to kill your rams. Can't have any substitutes. Somebody lift their hands into the Lord. I, I hope I didn't overload on the first night. <laughs> Come on, substitutional. Substitutional. What's on your heart, sister? What's on your heart, brother? Are we living in substitute land? Have some of you already settled for the flesh over faith? Have you settled with servant over son? Have you settled with sight over sound? Somebody's got to say, no, not on the faith journey. <laughs> My Lord, I wouldn't even wait for one note on that piano. Some husband needs to take their wife and say, let's go pray. Some young person needs to tap another young person and say, brother, come on, pray with me. I need some help. Come on. Come on, come on, these altars are open for somebody. Wrestle, wrestle. Is somebody wrestling tonight? That's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's 